What's up, Chicago Bears fans? This is Lester Wiltfong. I want to welcome you guys to the Windy City Gridiron Podcast channel. And we got a special treat for you guys because we have the legendary Dick Butkus, iconic Hall of Famer, number 51, Dick Buckus was just on the SB Nation NFL show with host Rob Stats Guerrera. And the two of those guys talked about a bunch of stuff. Um, Justin Fields came up. Matt Eberflus came up. Former head coach Matt Nagy came up. So they went to into a lot of different stuff here. It's a, it's a really quick segment, but we wanted to bring it to our channel here to make sure all the Bears fans had a chance to listen to it. So give it a listen. Rob Stats Guerrera interviewing Dick Butkus. And the reason he was doing the show is he was doing it on behalf of the Huddle Up Let's Talk Obesity campaign that he's really involved with, you know, trying to get everyone healthier, uh, to live longer and, and much, much happier lives. So for more information on that, go to huddleupobesity.org to learn more. But check out this quick clip from Dick Buckus, Rob Stats Guerrera from the SB Nation NFL show. Please be joined now here on the SB Nation NFL show by the one and only the legendary, actually legendary. We say that about a lot of people, but literally legendary Pro Football Hall of Famer. I could spend hours going through every single accolade. It is the legendary Dick Butkus. Mr. Butkus, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Hey, well, thanks for having me on here. What did you have for lunch today, Mr. Butkus? Uh, I had a, a little bar. A little bar? Like I, a power bar? A little... Uh, Octavia bar. It's like 100 <laughs> calories, 11 grams of protein, and two grams of fat. Okay. I um, have five of them during the course of the day. Okay. My, so there you go. Well done. Um, very, you know, very interesting. That's what we're here to talk about is really your your dietary habits, obviously. Um, how has your week been? Uh, obviously, this is going to be honest with you, Mr. But because you've really re-entered uh, the the NFL space in a different way. You are maybe the most popular man on Twitter. I'm, I'm sure you've been asked about this a thousand times as of late. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just uh, you know, me and my son got together and we we're talking about it, and uh, I said, well, "I'll be hip. I'll do it." What's going on? Yeah. So it's 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 been fun, and it keeps you in sports. You know what I mean? I, I like talking about it. Right Eddie. on adding a little thing or two to my statements. I'm, I'm hoping certain. it all, all leads to the good things that we're trying to do with uh, Huddle Up and et cetera. Of course. No, um, you mentioned it. Let's go ahead and get right to it. You're working with uh, the NFL Alumni Association to build awareness and further educate fans and, and former players about obesity. Could you talk about this cause and why it's important to you and the work that you're doing? Six months ago, they came up with this Huddle Up for Obesity, you know, and the, and the the stats are like 40 to 7% of ex NFL players are obese. And so you say, well, what, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is, is that your health, uh, you're going to have a heart problems. You're going to have diabetes problems. Uh, you're going to be hospitalized and there's no need for that. It's not just a simple case of willpower. There's other factors that why people can't, well, they can lose weight, but they never keep it off. At my screening facility in Orange County, California, we do we have an EBCT scanner that scans the heart. Well, years ago, smoking, uh, of course, led to a lot of heart disease. When the smoking curtailed a little bit, the heart disease came down. Now, all of a sudden, it's skyrocketing, and it's because of obesity. And a really sad part about this is that we've got obese children. So... That's why they kind of came to us and said, you know, you want to be part of this. And I said, you know what? I've got neuropathy 
and maybe if I lose some weight, I was at 267. I thought I was in pretty good shape. I work out, whatever. I said, well, maybe this will help me. So I went on the program with him and I lost 47 pounds, pissed a lot of guys off because the average was only 30 pounds, but I did 47 and I'm still keeping it off. And we're going to go through now a maintenance program. And what, what, what they're finding is that, you know, it's not just willpower, it's genetics. You know, why is it some guys could eat 10 pizzas, not gain an ounce? I look at a pizza and I gain six pounds. So it's, it's more than that. It's emotional problems, it's heredity, genetics, what have you. So we're trying to educate people about this uh, because so many guys are obese uh, when they leave the game and, 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 and also just regular people. It's, it's, really, uh, it's really a health benefit to, to lose the weight and keep it off. And, I, and you know what, personally, I think it's pretty selfish of people that just keep stuff in their face and there's their kids and their wife who are depending on them to be the, the leader and look up to. And do they really know that he keeps doing this sometime in the future, he's going to be gone too early. So uh, that's what I'm, uh, why I'm involved in it. I think the, the cause is, is extremely important, Mr. Butkus. And, and obviously it's, it's impressive how you can speak from personal experience. And I think it's important how you lay out context. It's not just a matter of, of somebody not exercising. There are a number of extracurricular factors that, that go into a person's health. Um, I think it's very noble how much of an eye you have on players who have gone through the NFL. I also love how much of an eye you have on active players and players who are entering the NFL. Uh, if it isn't obvious from my background, I cover the Dallas Cowboys here at SB Nation. And so obviously we're big fans of Micah Parsons, who is the winner of the Butkus Award. Could you speak about Micah? I, I mentioned your tweets. You, you tweeted how he was unable to attend the ceremony uh, because he was at the Pro Bowl. Your experience with Micah Parsons. Right. We had a, uh, we had a Zoom call at, at the awards night. Uh, he was at the Pro Bowl, like you said. Uh, he was on our uh, list for this past year, you know, at Penn State. He probably, you know, it would have been kind of interesting to see if he or Nicobe Dean ended up with the award. But he was funnier than hell on the Zoom uh, when we hit him on the show, which is going to be on next uh, on the twenty eighth. But he he made fun of that uh, about not being able to win it last year. So we gave him the incentive that hey, you're the first rookie to win the award, and. Uh, Hopefully you can do it back to back, but there'll be other guys trying to stop you from doing that. Namely, Nicole Dean was a rookie. So uh, good kid, you know what I mean? A good kid and, and he's a hell of a player. He does it all, does it all. Uh, what, we were having, what, what, what was happening a lot with the Buckus Award was the selection committee were, were we're wondering, wait a minute, when a guy puts his foot, uh, uh, hand on the ground, is he a linebacker or, you know what I mean? So he's a guy, he's a stand-up guy. He's a linebacker. That's for I, sure. So is that just, do you think that's, I mean, it's so different from the game you played just generally. I mean, you one of the greatest defenders of all time. Again, the legendary Mr. Yeah. Butkus. I want to be very clear about this. Um, and hopefully Micah Parsons is, is in that company someday when his NFL career is over. But 
could you imagine that it being commonplace? Because we do see, you know, Micah is obviously a, a, a bit of a unicorn, but there are some hybrid players. They exist offensively too. Debo Samuel, obviously kind of a wide receiver running back flex guy. No. Um, are, are you just amazed that that's the, that's the way the NFL is nowadays? Well, it's yes, because I think the rules uh, have changed a lot for that to happen. Uh, they're throwing the ball a lot more. So it's, it's, it's funny as linebackers, you have to have speed and, and they do yet. You got to take on a 350 pound offensive lineman for, to try to stop the run. And uh, it's funny, Patrick Willis and I were talking about it this past weekend. He said, you know, he'd rather just shoot, you know, he's just taking these guys on now. And I said, you know, something that's funny because in a four, three, when I played four, three, when it was a Green Bay sweep, Forrest Gregg would come down on me uh, on either side. And the same thing with Ernie McMillan. And I said, the guys that gave me the most problems were the guys that pass blocked me. They didn't try to knock you on your rear end or whatever. They pass blocked you and they were so big. And then I'm thinking, that's what they're doing today. That's the problem a linebacker has today. Taking on a big guy on a run and where they're actually holding you, you know, and you got to be able to have the agility to get around that. You got to be a pretty good player, pretty good agility. And I think he has it. Oh, he's certainly very exciting. Um, I would yeah. be remiss if I didn't ask you about, obviously, your team. You are perhaps the most influential person that can speak on the state of the Chicago Bears at any time. Uh, that's that's my objective opinion, Mr. Buckus. But um, former Dallas Cowboys staffer, Matt Eberflus, the new head coach in Chicago. Your early impressions uh, of the newest head coach of the Bears. Well, he's the first defensive coach in a long time. And uh, the guys that were there last year, I, I have never been as frustrated watching the Bears as I, uh, as I was last year. I just, uh, I couldn't for the life of me. Um, I could not take it. I got really hot. And uh, especially when a guy after the game says, well, you know, he owns the Bears and all that business. So hopefully these guys will come in. I heard from an inside source that, you know, Justin Fields, who I think is, is, uh, is our answer to quarterback, from the first day of training camp to the last day of the season, he, he, he really wasn't coached. He wasn't coached up. And this is from somebody on the inside. I'm not going to mention who, but uh, I said, well, you know, I could half see that. But what do you want from the kid when the line – is 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 a piece of paper you know what i'm saying i somebody told me he says well they're gonna play andy dalton but do you think that justin will get in i says he's gonna get in and he's gonna get hurt because this offensive line they're 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 letting stringing him out to die i mean come on so hopefully uh this guy will get even though he's a defensive coach get someone to teach on offense you know i, I don't know why i don't know why they, they think when you get to be a pro, you're a know-it-all. There's always something you could coach up somebody, a tip or whatever. I know I, I was looking for, I was, I was very lucky to have great coaches that gave me little incentive, little things, little bit that's to look at, you know, uh, and it helped me. You know, I just don't understand why that hopefully, damn it. Hopefully they're going to get some, some teaching done and, I don't know how long it's going to take for them to turn this problem around unless they get to like the Rams and it's just uh, <laughs> entertaining free agents. 
But who I mean, wants to go there if you're a crappy team? You know what I'm saying? Well, and, and to your point, um, you know, why, why would you not coach up your quarterback in general, but let alone let alone a quarterback who you traded up for? Like you, you've gone through all these, you know, extensive efforts to, to bring in, your, you know, and I don't want to speak ill of Matt Nagy. I know you don't either, uh, but he's supposed to be an offensive minded coach. Where is that offensive adjustment? You see it happen around the NFL. You certainly see, you know, you ask, why do people expect this or whatever? You look at like a Joe Burrow who's in the Super Bowl during his second season. And so you know, as a fan, you know, you start to say, well, it can be done. So why isn't it being done for my team, especially a team like the bears that, that have been through this drought, unfortunately, uh, for some time now, not as long of a, of a drought in some senses as my Cowboys though. You know, you guys have at least been to a couple NFC championship games, you know, you yeah, got but I, yeah, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm wondering Nagy. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they thought, you know, everybody thought, well, here's the next Pat Mahomes he's going to work with, you know, but, uh, uh-uh. Now, yeah. and, and that's what happens. You know, I think you do see coaches who say, well, you know, in Matt Nagy's case, I was in Kansas City. This is how we did it with Patrick Mahomes. But guess what? Players are different. Situations right. are different. You can't say Andy Dalton's Alex Smith, Justin Fields is Patrick Mahomes and, and just will it into existence. There's, there's a lot of work that has to happen there. <laughs> um, uh, my last question on the Bears, because Matt Eberflus is a defensive coach, do you, it's, it's so interesting how the Bears have sort of culturally always been this defensive minded team. They're, they're and I, I, I have a soft spot for the Bears, but there really hasn't been this this real level of sustained offense. Do you think that's just like the fabric of the franchise? I mean, there's different coaches and players. Like it's almost, it's at the very least an amazing coincidence. It's historical, the offense. Come on. I mean, since maybe Sid Luckman days, it's always been the defense. And what does that mean for Chicago? Chicago is hard-working, blue-collar people, and that's why it was so popular. And yet we played defense there and, and took pride in it. The 63 t- championship team uh, was defense. The 85 team, I was doing radio for the Bears. It was ridiculous when they were playing against teams and the quarterback would be dropping back and he's waiting to get hit from somewhere. And yet on offense, they were pretty good that year. Uh, they kind of overlooked that, but we had a pretty good, we scored some points. So I don't know, maybe, maybe we'll get some guys, the coaches, and maybe we get some players and turn this around because the defense, I think will always be there. And uh, we just got to improve on the offense. Uh, Hopefully so. Well, Mr. Budkiss, it was a pleasure to to chat with you. Um, Certainly very much admire the work you're doing with Huddle Up. Let's talk obesity, uh, the campaign, the great friendly competition you've got going on the work you're doing really is so important uh so thank you for that thank you for your contributions to the nfl i, I don't know that that is said to you often enough this this game oh. is what it is because of men like you and, and as fans we are very very grateful i'm i'm a lover of pro football history and, and you helped write the book and so uh thank you very much and uh we wish you a very happy rest of the super bowl week and hope you enjoy the game on sunday all right thank you for the kind words buddy